Good evening, everyone. To open our meeting tonight, Lil, will you please announce the first hymn? Hymn number 126. How sweet, how heavenly is the sight when those who love the Lord in one another's peace delight and so fulfill his word. Hymn number 126. If you'd like to follow along with the readings tonight, please go to our website, and on the homepage you will see the link to the live broadcast. Click on that, and then look for the place that says, click here for the text of the Wednesday readings. You do so, and there you will find the readings for tonight. And our theme is, One Brotherhood in Unity. And the readings will now be given by Mishaela from Canada. The Bible. Psalms. Behold, how good and how pleasant it is for brethren to dwell together in unity. Ephesians. I, therefore, the prisoner of the Lord, beseech you that ye walk worthy of the vocation wherewith ye are called. 
endeavoring to keep the unity of spirit in the bond of peace. Genesis And in process of time, it came to pass that Cain brought of the fruit of the ground an offering unto the Lord. And Abel he also brought of the firstlings of his flock and of the fat thereof. And the Lord had respect unto Abel and to his offering, but unto Cain and to his offering he had not respect. And Cain was very wroth, and his countenance fell. And it came to pass, when they were in the field, that Cain rose up against Abel his brother and slew him. Ephesians And you hath he quickened, who were dead in trespasses and sins, and were by nature the children of wrath. But God, who is rich in mercy, hath quickened us together with Christ. For by grace are ye saved through faith, and that not of yourselves. It is the gift of God. For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus unto good works, which God hath before ordained, that we should walk in them. Act. There was a certain man in Caesarea called Cornelius, a centurion of the band called the Italian band, a devout man and one that feared God with all his house, which gave much alms to the people and prayed to God always. He saw in a vision, evidently about the ninth hour of the day, an angel of God coming into him and saying unto him, Cornelius. And when he looked on him, he was afraid and said, What is it, Lord? And he said unto him, Thy prayers and thine alms are come up for a memorial before God. And now call for one Simon, whose surname is Peter. On the morrow, Peter went up up on the housetop to pray about the sixth hour, and he became very hungry and would have eaten. But while they made ready, he fell into a trance and saw heaven opened and a certain vessel descending unto him wherein were all manner of four-footed beasts of the earth, and wild beasts, and creeping things, and fowls of the air. 
And there came a voice unto him, Rise, Peter, kill and eat. But Peter said, Not so, Lord, for I have never eaten anything that is common or unclean. And the voice spake unto him again the second time, What God hath cleansed, that call not thou common. While Peter thought on the vision, the Spirit said unto him, Behold, three men seek thee. Arise, therefore, and get thee down, and go with them, doubting nothing, for I have sent them. Then Peter went down to the man, and as Peter was coming in, Cornelius met him and fell down on his feet and worshipped him. But Peter took him up, saying, Stand up, I myself also am a man. Ye know how that it is an unlawful thing for a man that is a Jew to keep company or come unto one of another nation. But God hath showed me that I should not call any man common or unclean. Then Peter opened his mouth and said, Of a truth I perceive that God is no respecter of persons. But in every nation, he that feareth him and worketh righteousness is accepted with him. Colossians Put on, therefore, as the elect of God, holy and beloved, bowels of mercy, kindness, humbleness of mind, meekness, long-suffering, forbearing one another and forgiving one another. And let the peace of God rule in your heart, to the which also ye are called in one body, and be ye thankful. I will now read correlative passages from Science and Health with Key to the Scriptures and Prose Works by Mary Baker Eddy. With one Father, even God, the whole family of man would be brethren, and with one mind, and that God or good, the brotherhood of man would consist of love and truth, and have unity of principle and spiritual power which constitute divine science. The supposed existence of more than one mind 
was the basic error of idolatry. This error assumed the loss of spiritual power, the loss of the spiritual presence of life as infinite truth without an unlikeness, and the loss of love as ever-present and universal. Mine and thine are obsolete terms in absolute Christian science, wherein and whereby the universal brotherhood of man is stated and demands to be demonstrated. Unity of spirit gives new opinions to joy, or else choice trooping wings trail in dust. Genesis 4, 8 Cain rose up against Abel his brother and slew him. The erroneous belief that life, substance and intelligence can be material ruptures the life and brotherhood of man at the very outset. Cain very naturally concluded that if life was in the body and man gave it, man had the right to take it away. This incident shows that the belief of life in matter was a murderer from the beginning. Cain is the type of mortal and material man conceived in sin and shapen in iniquity. He is not the type of truth and love. Jealous of his brother's gift, Cain seeks Abel's life. Instead of making his own gift a higher tribute to the Most High. Man's enslavement to the most relentless masters, passion, selfishness, envy, hatred, and revenge is conquered only by a mighty struggle. Every hour of delay makes the struggle more severe. If man is not victorious over the passions, they crush out happiness, health, and manhood. Here, Christian science is the sovereign panacea, giving strength to the weakness of mortal mind, strength from the immortal and omnipotent mind, and lifting humanity above itself into purer desires, even into spiritual power and goodwill to man. Let the slave of wrong desires learn the lessons of Christian science, and he will get the better of that desire and ascend a decree in the scale of health, happiness, and existence. The truth I have promulgated 
has separated the tares from the wheat, uniting in one body those who love truth. Again, I repeat, person is not in the question of Christian science. Principle, instead of person, is next to our heart, on our lips, and in our life. Our watchwords are truth and love. And if we abide in these, they will abound in us, and we shall be one in heart, one in motive, purpose, pursuit. Abiding in love, not one of you can be separated from me, and the sweet sense of journeying on together, doing unto others as ye would they should do unto you, conquers all opposition, surmounts all obstacles, and secures success. If you falter or fail to fulfill this golden rule, thou you should build to the heavens, you would build on sand. We come to strengthen and perpetuate our organizations and institutions and to find strength in union, strength to build up through God's right hand that pure and undefiled religion whose science demonstrates God and the perfectibility of man. This purpose is immense, and it must begin with the individual growth, a consummation devoutly to be wished. God gives the lesser idea of himself for a link to the greater, and in return, the higher always protects the lower. The rich in spirit help the poor in one grand brotherhood, all having the same principle or father, and blessed is that man who seeth his brother's need and supplieth it, seeking his own in another's good. Love giveth to the least spiritual idea, might, immortality, and goodness, which shine through all, as the blossom shines through the bud. We today, in this classroom, are enough to convert the world, if we are of one mind. One infinite God, good, unifies man and nations, constitutes the brotherhood of man, ends wars, fulfills the scripture, 
Love thy neighbor as thyself. Annihilate pagan and Christian idolatry. Whatever is wrong in social, civil, criminal, political, and religious codes equalizes the sexes and mules the curse on man and leaves nothing that can sin, suffer, be punished, or destroyed. We will now have a moment of silent prayer and then follow by repeating together the Lord's Prayer. Our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors and lead us not into temptation but deliver us from evil for thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever Carol, will you please announce the next hymn? Hymn number 105. Help us to help each other, Lord, each other's cross to bear. Let each his friendly aid afford and feel his brother's care. Hymn number 105. Oh, 
Good evening and welcome to the Plainfield Christian Science Church Independent. This is our Wednesday evening testimony meeting for Wednesday, April 5th, 2023. Everyone is welcome here. At all of our meetings and services, we read from the King James Version of the Bible and from the writings of Mary Baker Eddy. We actually have quite a wonderful outreach from our church, much of which is from our various websites, and many of them are in other foreign languages. And as a result, people from across the globe have found God's healing-inspired word through the website, even in their own language. And we're thankful for each and every one of you who have done so. And I would like to encourage everyone to browse through our website. We have so much material to offer, and it is all healing and inspired material. I'd like to point out a couple of items we're now featuring on our English website. One of them is an article entitled Process of Healing by Martha Wilcox, a very helpful an encouraging article, highly recommended. And another item we're featuring is our most recent edition of our magazine, Love is the Liberator. And the theme for this issue is, Now Are We Sons of God? Makes for some really great reading. Uh, join us every Sunday. We start Sundays here at 10 o'clock with our roundtable discussion, and we follow that at 11 o'clock with our church service. We also offer a Sunday school for children, and this Sunday school meets every Sunday at 11 a.m. Our Sunday school has a teleconference feature, one dedicated exclusively for the Sunday school, Many of the students, especially those that don't live in the area, do attend our Sunday school by telephone. And what this means is your child also can attend our Sunday school by telephone, regardless of where you live. Call up the church. We'll give you the number for the Sunday school, and we would love to welcome your child there. I will now read from the Church Manual by Mary Baker Eddy, the section entitled Testimonials. Glorify God in your body and in your spirit, which are God's, St. Paul. Testimony in regard to the healing of the sick is highly important. More than a mere rehearsal of blessings, it scales the pinnacle of praise and illustrates the demonstration of Christ, who healeth all thy diseases. This testimony, however, shall not include a description of symptoms or of suffering, though the generic name of the disease may be indicated. Now, for everybody that gives a testimony tonight, we kindly ask that you keep it within four minutes. This one will give everybody else the opportunity to share their offering tonight. And for those who are on the teleconference, when you're ready to give a testimony, 
please press the star button twice on your telephone. Also keep in mind when you do so, we're going to be able to hear you and any other sounds that your telephone picks up. So please be in a quiet place. And I will call on each of you one at a time by name. And our meeting tonight is now open for sharing testimonies of healing through Christian science. Tony or Lenny from North Carolina, go ahead. Hi, thank you. Really appreciated those uh, very clear readings tonight. As I've done more study and research of Mrs. Eddy, I am just in awe of science and health and how it truly meets every human need. I was just thinking all the different Wednesday night meetings we've had over the years, Every new idea, every theme is answered through this uh, incredible textbook. And I was just thinking in the readings tonight where uh, it was said that the rich in spirit help the poor in one grand brotherhood. And blessed is that man who seeketh his brother's need and supplieth it. And isn't that just exactly what Mrs. Eddy did when dedicating her entire life? to give us this science. And part of what she gave us was the office of the practitioner. And through my life experiences, I have relied on practitioner support many different times. And very recently, I was speaking to a practitioner, in fact, um, today, and I just want to give my gratitude for the clear message of of confidence and peace, completely grounded in in science, but without a bunch of mumbo-jumbo metaphysical, just pure love and and understanding. And it really helped me in a situation that I was in today where I needed a lot of clarity. And I know that um, sounds kind of soft and fuzzy, but when you're in a situation where you can't think straight sometimes, clarity is what you really need to feel close to God. And within a very short period of time after speaking with the practitioner today, I received the clarity that I needed, and I'm just so deeply grateful for that, and um, deeply grateful for this church, and thank you again for those readings tonight. Thank you. Mara from Mississippi, go ahead. I'm so happy to be here tonight. I'm very grateful to all the members of the Plainfield Christian Science Independent Church who make all these meetings possible. I'm very grateful for the weekly roundtable discussions and all the practical ways we learn to use Christian science in our, our daily life. We learn to see things as God sees things. During a recent Sunday's roundtable, the importance of being grateful and proactive with our daily problems was discussed. Sometimes the quick healings are forgotten about or even rationalized as nothing. We really need to acknowledge and be grateful for all the good things that happen in our lives and realize all the things we as humans avoid through our daily unceasing prayers and constant knowing our oneness with God. 
This reminded me of an incident that happened a few weeks ago. I tripped as I was walking down my porch steps. I lost my balance and landed awkwardly on the next step with all my weight on one foot. In the moment as I was falling, I was thinking, there are no accidents in divine mind. This is something I've learned from my practitioner who helped me heal another similar situation with this statement. I've also heard many past testimonies where people have been healed knowing and understanding this. I quickly straightened up my foot and continued my walk as I was knowing that I am a spiritual idea of God and my foot never hurt me. This is one example of how we are untouched with these negative human thoughts if we don't allow them in our consciousness. I am still working and learning to stay in the Father's house and to pray without ceasing. I'm very grateful for all that I'm learning. I'm thankful for the love and patience of my practitioner. I'm grateful to Mary Baker Eddy for discovering Christian science um, and for being here tonight and the beautiful reading. Thank you. Thank you. Elizabeth from New Hampshire, go ahead. Yes, good evening, and, and thank you for those really beautiful, inspired readings tonight. Um, also, I'd love to express my appreciation for all that you do at Plainfield. The, the Love is the Liberator magazine is just just so full of wonderful, wonderful things for us. Um, and also for the Sunday school that you do, my granddaughter has been attending and um, living very remotely. We don't have a Christian Science Church up here, and I'm just ever so grateful that that is available for her um, and all of the children. Um, I just had an experience that I wanted to share. I got a text from a tenant of mine at a very late hour last week which immediately had me reacting instead of responding. The tenant's dog had been sprayed by a skunk, and he expressed that it was my responsibility as the landlord to aid the situation. The property is surrounded by northern New Hampshire woods. Wildlife of all sort abounds. His expressing that this was my responsibility and that I needed to take care of it immediately was tempting to annoy me greatly. I didn't actually see that I had any place in it whatsoever. It took me a second, but the red flag started waving, and I realized this was just an attempt of animal magnetism to get me. It was not easy to talk myself down off my high horse. But anger is something that I don't often feel, and it was a horrible feeling. I didn't want it. It's not a part of any one of us at any time for any reason, because God didn't make it. But it was very hard to get rid of the knot in my stomach. Then the thought came that the only response is one of love. I should see this tenant as a loving expression of God, and that nothing unloving had actually occurred, either by the skunk, the man, or me. I prayed in this manner throughout the night, just knowing that divine love was governing every moment and every situation. When I got up in the morning, I felt so much better, and I decided on a light-hearted return text, saying that I was sorry the dog had been sprayed, 
and that I'd heard of a product at a local store that might help. My tenant wrote back that he wished to call me, which he did. He immediately apologized for his harsh and late text message, explaining that he was very upset by the situation. I genuinely felt very understanding and accepted his apology. He then went on to say that he was feeling so badly for yelling at his dog, his best friend in the whole world, he said. I was so grateful to feel very tender about the situation and have the words from God and the opportunity to say to him, well, that's the great thing about dogs. They forgive and forget. I said, your dog is waiting for you to get home and loves you just as much as he ever did. This man thanked me and was very grateful for the words that God gave me to say to him. In the words from Psalms in this week's lesson, I will extol thee, O Lord, for thou hast lifted me up and hast not made my foes to rejoice over me. I'm so grateful that all that God has given us in Jesus, in Mary Baker Eddy, in the Plainfield Church, in every, everything that we see. Thank you so much. Good night. Thank you. Christina from Mexico, go ahead. Good evening to everyone. Thank you for these beautiful readings. I want to share with you an experience I had a few weeks ago. I was returning home from the supermarket with my dog. I live in a six-floor building. When I arrived to the ground floor of the building, I found that two people a man and a young girl, were stuck in the elevator. Outside the elevator, the girl's husband was trying to contact the elevator technician to come and open the door. The technician said he would come to help as soon as he could. I couldn't go upstairs to my apartment on the sixth floor with the bags and my dog carrying them. So I decided to wait until the people who were stuck in the elevator could get out and I could take the elevator. But the technician didn't arrive. The people inside the elevator started to get anxious. The man inside started trying to force the elevator door. The guy outside was nervously making calls to other people who could help open the door. In the meanwhile, I was waiting in a passive way, I must say, hoping that the situation would be resolved in a human way. But at last, the Christ made me react, and I realized that my thinking was off guard. I was not recognizing there the presence of mind. So, I finally began to do so and to recognize that no one was trapped and headless. There was no other power than God. In the divine mind, no one is ever stuck. At that very moment, the elevator door opened suddenly and the two people were finally able to get out. This was a lesson to me that we no longer have to wait for anything human. We have the divine mind with us at hand. And recognizing his presence 
is a much quicker and more effective help than anything else. And not just for ourselves, but for, for others too. I must also say that the technician arrived until much later and the elevator was out of use that afternoon. But thankfully, the guy who was making the calls offered to help me load my grocery bags. I carried my little dog and I was able to go upstairs. I thank God for this blessing. Animal magnetism always wants to make us lethargic, as has been said in the round table. And we must be alert. Recognizing God's presence with us is our best help in any misfortune or tribulation. I feel grateful for this experience, for having Christian science, and for all the wonderful work that is done in this Plainfield Church to rescue Christian science from lethargy, apathy, and conformism of animal magnetism. We have the most marvelous and unique knowledge to bless mankind. Thank God for everything, and may God bless you. Muchas gracias. Y muchas gracias a ti también. Thank you. Don or Linda? Ron or Linda? Ron or Linda from North Carolina. Go ahead. Hi, this is Ron. Um, thank you. Uh, I've become aware lately of being in the right place at the right time, equipped with my current understanding of Christian science and its practical application. It may be an absolute truth that I'm always in my right place as an idea of divine mind, but it's a truth I have taken for granted and not affirmed nearly enough. Two events occurred recently that made me acutely aware of not only this truth, but my responsibility to not ignore or fall asleep when spiritual work is being asked of me. I was riding my bike along a river recently when I took note of two kayaks in the water tethered to each other. A woman was in the front kayak, and a very young child was in the rear kayak. Both had preservers on as they floated out towards the center of the river. I had an uneasy feeling as I continued to watch them. Just at that moment, the child's kayak tipped over, submerging the child underwater. The mother screamed as she frantically turned her kayak towards that child. A man on a paddleboard nearby was aware of the situation and was available to help. I immediately declared that God, God's harmonious allness, discord being no part of God's creation and the breath of the Almighty forever intact. Situation quickly resolved itself with mother and child heading back to shore. My bike ride continued as I hoped that wisdom would then prevail and mom would not make that same attempt a second time. A few days later, our internet was out and a technician was called to check out the wiring. He was outside when a heavy rainstorm hit the area, so he took time to put his rain gear on. I felt great gratitude for his coming to repair our internet, which had been out for a few days. I also felt that he did not need to compete with the weather, so I got to work knowing that all things work together for good to them that love God. It was not so much about the weather, but that only good outcomes can result from the one good cause. 
Within a few minutes, the heavy rain stopped. The technician was able to complete his work and our internet was restored. Before leaving, he laughingly commented that he had no sooner put on his canvas rain gear and boots when the rain stopped, making his work a lot easier. I'm particularly grateful for the Plainfield Church's weekly roundtable. I find it affirming and inspiring, but also feel the rebuke, often unintentional, when I reflect, well, yeah, I could do better in that area of this practice. I am grateful for the unfoldment of truth in my life and the numerous opportunities I have to get it right with God. Thank you. Thank you. Ingrid from California, go ahead. Hello. Thank you so much for the great readings and for all of you guys and girls' great work. I would like to express my gratitude for the wonderful healing that we needed. And it was about my business partner called me um, just at, at a moment and said, please come and pick me up as soon as you can. And I didn't know anything of what it was, but I said, yeah, sure. And when I was in the middle of the way, he uh, called me again and said, please come. I am bleeding very profusely and come as soon as you can. And of course, <laughs> I was already praying, but when he told me this, I just got all the prayers that I could. I got to know that God was in control and that was such a wonderful thing. And that God governs, reigns and rules no matter what. And I just held on to those uh, spiritual truths and when he when I got there he had cut his hand um, with a, an electric saw somehow he just slipped and and he got to his other hand um, I, I I was just not um, looking at that and just looking at his other hand that was, of course, perfect, like the only hand God made, and just tried to get him quiet. He had already wrapped his hand, but even the 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 wrap was getting really red. So I started praying about this, and he just, you know, he's he doesn't he's he's not a student of Christian Science. He just knows through me some. And he said, please take me to the hospital right now. And I said, sure, let's go. We, we went there and just, uh, I, I tell you, it took about four hours for the hospital to do something actually about him. And he was in pain. And then by the time we go to the hospital, he didn't want to pray anymore. And, uh, you know, I just respected, of course, everything he was saying and I'm just going with it. And so I was just praying, there is no pain in truth and no truth in pain. And that spiritual truth I knew will help and bless because he had to wait all these hours. And uh, it was not a good service at all. So uh, after that, he asked me about Christian science and I said of course you can be completely healed about this I mean even though you know it was 
to a human sense, it was a big thing. And thank God he decided to get out of the hospital because anyway, he wasn't getting that much help anyway. And uh, we came home. We called uh, Christian Science Norris. And, of course, you had to call a practitioner, so we did that. And they came and uh, bended the hand, and, you know, it was all prayers and hymns. And um, he is new in studying Christian science, but he wanted to just trust God. And it was the most wonderful thing that dawned, you know. Uh, about two weeks later, even though... At the hospital, they said that he needed to go through surgery very soon or he will lose two fingers. And um, his hand is almost completely healed. He's been working already for a week uh, with his other hand, too. And the two fingers are so wonderfully healed. Uh, we still a little bit thing, this and that, but God, God does it all the way, so we don't have any doubt that everything will be healed about it. And it was so, so wonderful, and the, we had a few, four or five days, the nurse service and the practitioner, and we are getting, just for that few hours in the hospital, about 2,000 in, in, in debt of that, the Christian science treatment, it is just fair to say, it wasn't even a hundred dollars. Um, the nurse service is free and they only charge for the band-aids or materials used. And I'm just saying this because it's so wonderfully amazing that the difference that it makes in the people's life about finances. I raise up the family and our four children in Christian science. So I never had to deal with those things and um, very seldom took them to a hospital twice, all the four of them, only twice. And I can't imagine paying all these bills and everything. Uh, so I'm just glorifying God and this amazing science of the Christ by saying this. Thank you so much for anyone that supports this wonderful Christian science. Thank you. Linda. Thank you very much for the reading tonight on the Brotherhood of Man. I have a lot to be grateful for, from the many years of healings that I have received since coming to this church. But tonight I'd like to share one experience that I hope will be helpful to others. Through the prayers of my practitioner here, I was healed of a collection of symptoms that are associated with menopause. Before coming here to Plainfield, I started to experience these symptoms such as trouble sleeping, night sweat, hot flashes, and other issues as well. It made life pretty miserable. <coughs> At one point during a conversation with my practitioner, I happened to mention that I was suffering these symptoms. Within days, almost every symptom disappeared. A couple of times, they tried to return, 
but each time it was in much milder forms until I have not had any uh, for over a year and a half, a year. I had been working with her regularly up to this time, and during this time I was getting a new understanding of Christian science and bringing my life in accord with God's precepts, which is a daily discipline. I was gaining a better understanding of God and who he created me to be. I was very grateful for this step in dominion over mortal laws and aging. I was also told to study the pages 244 to 248 in Science and Health by Mary Baker Eddy and apply these statements directly to myself. I also came across a quote that helped me. Uh, it was from a booklet called Notes from a Class that's taught by Laura Sargent, which can be found on our website. And it said, quote, change of life. Life is changeless, eternal, ageless, immortal. To believe in change of life is a disease in itself. My life always maintains its original, infinite, timeless nature. And then she gives a quote by Mary Baker Eddy that says, quote, Man in science is neither young nor old. He is neither birth nor death. End quote. During this time, I felt great, found great comfort in my work for God and a new sense of purpose and supporting the mission in this church to share clear Christian science and a correct understanding of Mary Baker Eddy. I'm very grateful to be here tonight. Thank you. Thank you. Lenny from North Carolina, go ahead. Thank you, and thank you also, Michela, for those readings on brotherhood. Um, what an amazing, relevant, and powerful treatment for our world. Um, that was just very helpful. Um, I want to express my gratitude tonight for um, the healing today, um, kind of the same line as what Tony was talking about. I had been feeling extremely unsettled by um, some decisions and, and kind of a lack of direction that we were feeling about our our place and trying to find our next place and have been a little frustrated because I just kind of felt like uh, we were spinning in place and, and not not getting anywhere, even though we've been praying a lot about about what to do. And this afternoon I was starting to feel also feel physically just not too well. So I, I went to lay down and the thought came to me, it's like, no, you need to, you need to work on place again. And I was thinking, well, you know, my practitioner did say, you know, it had recommended that I work with the article on place and I had been. And at first more minds like, nah, you've read it a bunch of times and, you know, try something else. I was like, nope, I'm going to, I'm going to go back to that because that's what I was given. And so I sat down and I, I, I worked, picked up the article again and it was so interesting because the very first sentence just kind of reached out and, you know, shook me by the, <laughs> shook me by the collar. And it says, the place you seek is seeking you. The place you need needs you. And what really kind of broke through this mesmeric thought was that the place that I seek is seeking me. It's not me out there looking for a needle in a haystack. 
You know, it's not me just trying to search the world for this right place and hoping that maybe I'll find it. God is bringing my need and my supply together with me at once. And just, I I guess it was just this idea that the place is also seeking me. It's not me doing it. Uh, Just really kind of snapped me out of this funk and really helped calm the agitation that I was feeling over the situation and, and this sense of peace just came over me. And what was interesting too is a thought occurred to me that there was one place that kind of keeps cropping up um, in our search. And it hit me that maybe that place is seeking us and maybe that's a step that we need to investigate. And I felt very peaceful about uh, just how things have unfolded today. And also interestingly too, the kind of the physical discomfort I was starting to feel has completely lifted as well. So I was just, I'm just so grateful for that. I'm so grateful for Christian science. Um, and the lesson it mentions, the divine love that meets every human need. And that's so true. Uh, Christian science does meet every human need, whether it's for place or for healing or for, you know, healing the nations and, and bringing peace on earth. So just very grateful for that. Very grateful for the practitioners. And um, thank you, everyone, for your testimonies tonight. Thank you. Jeremy. <clears throat> I am very grateful tonight for all I have learned through being a member of this church. I first encountered Christianity at an early age in California, and the way that I was taught about Jesus made him out to be God in human form. And after many years being associated with that brand of Christianity, I found that it just did not make sense to me. I felt that what Jesus said in John 14, verse 12, quote, The works that I do shall he do also, and greater works than these shall he do, end quote. Felt that just couldn't possibly be true if he was God. And this eventually led me to a more atheistic outlook, although with time that proved not to be the answer either. So I'm grateful to have been brought to Christian science and to be taught the truth of how Christ Jesus taught and healed and what his mission truly was. Mary Baker Eddy has explained it perfectly, and with my, practi- my practitioner helping me these years, I can see how we might do the works that he did by following his words and the science that Mrs. Eddy has given us. I'm very grateful for all this because now the meaning behind Easter really makes an impact on me. Learning that Jesus was a child of God, just as we are, and that he had a divine mission, just as we all do, and that he obediently put his whole trust in God always, making sure not to make one move or say one word without it being directed by God, shows the moral courage and clear thinking we all need to do the works that he did and to accomplish the victory he achieved. I'm so grateful for Christian science teaching and clarifying all that Christ Jesus did, and grateful for knowing that understanding how he did what he did helps us to do what we need to do for God and mankind. So I'm very grateful for that, and thank you. And we have a testimony from Patricia in Canada. Many years ago, I was very new to Christian science, but I was asked to read a patient for the Bible lesson. 
I entered into the weak patient's room, and even before I could start to read him, the patient decided first to help me and to help me learn the science. He asked me, Tell me, do I look sick to you or not? I thought, oh boy, that's a loaded question, I thought. If I say that he looks sick, but then I'm not responding as the absolute God is all. Or if I honestly told him that I will affirm instead to see God perfect, but then I would not show any human compassion to him. But his patient taught me now, and he continued, Well, let me tell you when I was a long time ago. I was even much sicker back then. Then I was unconscious many years ago on a bed. My Christian science dear relatives loved me, but they broke down and wept and left my room thinking that I would die very soon. The patient thought, that his relatives should not leave him but hold the spiritual watch and expect that he would revive to life. So, when being left all alone unconscious, he prayed. And after a while, the idea occurred to him, I am healed. And after a few days of being still unconscious, that idea still came to him, I am healed, and he became again completely restored. Before I needed to go back to visit him again, he had already gone home to return to health. Praise God for all this healing. My deep gratitude for the tender Christian science practitioner at the Plainfield Christian Science Church Independent. Recently, when I faced a challenged death, she's continuing to help me with much dramatic improvement. And thanks to all. Thank you. Mary. Good evening, everyone. I have a pile of things to read to you tonight, but I'll save some for next week. Uh, The first tonight is from England. I'd like to express gratitude for the testimony given, which is included in the most recent Love is the Liberator, from the lady who had all the help she needed when walking up a hill and climbing some steep steps while her full healing was ongoing. Attending a church in the organization growing up, I was certainly led to believe that if a healing didn't happen swiftly, I was not a good Christian scientist. And I also felt there was judgment of individuals who are visibly still working on any problems. I'm so grateful to have found Plainfield and the much more compassionate approach, which has shown me that I can be grateful for all that I am learning through, through a challenge. I'm so grateful for my practitioner's support and for the pure Christian science taught at Plainfield. Thank you. Sending much love to all of you from this corner of England. And then this from California. One morning I found myself caught up in all that is happening in the world. Fear of future wars on many fronts and the safety of my grandsons, the oldest whom is 20, came with alarming intensity. What to do to prepare and how to protect them. 
suddenly realizing that my thoughts were moving in the wrong direction and that I was replacing God with myself and my concerns, I turned in prayer to God, knowing that God's light shines in each of my grandchildren and that it is always there to guide and protect them. I started to release the fear and place each of them back into their father-mother's hands. Later that morning, I had the chance to speak to my Plainfield practitioner, and in recounting to her my state of thinking, she reminded me that I needed to pray for all children, not just my own, and suggested that I work with Mrs. Eddy's message about children from a March 15th Wednesday night testimony given by Chardell, where a quote was given from Essays and Other Footprints by Mrs. Eddy. Pertinent parts from them were, The children are blessed above others by Christian science. It heals them sooner than it can the adults, and they revel in the liberty of health and divine love. After reading these words, I was able to place the well-being of each child in the world into God's hands, knowing that the receptivity to love would guard and keep each one safe. I am very grateful that I have a practitioner to remind me of the importance of including all in my prayers, not just a few. I am grateful for the Wednesday testimony meetings and the truths that are spoken by testifiers. And then uh, this one from Texas. Recently, I was defrauded of a large sum of money from my bank account. This was in large part due to my over overreaction to and participation in a phishing phone call concerning my debit card. I disclosed too much information to someone I believed to be a legitimate customer service representative, and that resulted in a large and unapproved withdrawal of funds from my account. Discovering this withdrawal a short time later, I suffered a temporary but intense panic of the situation. I called my Christian science friend immediately, and she rapidly quoted several scriptures and truths which put my mind at ease, and she told me what truths and scriptures to focus on. I used the tools she taught me, I am new to Christian science, and patiently waited through the weekend to finish my due diligence of reporting of the incident to the fraud department. By using the truths and tools I had been pursuing in Christian science, I let God fight this fight for me, let go of it, had no anger or malice, lifted the perpetrators up, and focused on the error that had caused it, a sharp reactive thought. I was confident the issue would be resolved and that a blessing would be forthcoming. Mortal mind kept trying to fool me into thinking I was a loser and a victim. This was just not so. I was at peace with the course laid out by my friend, practicing handling the lies that would creep into my mind. These lies were not true, and I knew it. I was at ease and remained that way. I am very grateful for this lesson. I am still focusing on the solutions that it revealed. As expected, the issue was resolved and the money was returned to my bank account. I'm learning a wonderful way to live in harmony with God. I'm grateful to God, Mary Baker Eddy, Plainfield Christian Science Church, for the many resources they have made available, and to my friend who is carefully teaching me and guiding me in my spiritual journey in Christian science. 
And then the last tonight is from South Dakota. I am grateful to know more of the science of the Christ that availeth. We who have access to the Comforter as presented to the world through the works and words of Mary Baker Eddy, whose commitment to her mission and purpose was complete. I am grateful to God for Christ Jesus and for the Comforter as promised by the Master. Thank you, Plainfield Christian Science Independent, for your dedication to the cause of Christian science. And I, too, thank you all tonight for these wonderful testimonies that prove the healing power of God, that he's ready right with us all the time. There's nothing to fear. There's nothing that can't be overcome because with God all things are possible. And I'm so very grateful for those beautiful readings on the brotherhood of man. It is what the world needs now, love, love for one another. I'm so grateful for the wonderful truths we learn in this wonderful way of life called Christian science. So grateful to be with you all tonight. Thank you. To close our meeting tonight, Linda, will you please announce the last hymn? I'll read the third verse, hymn number 197. His living presence we have felt, the word made flesh among us, and hearts of stone before him melt, his peace is brooding o'er us. Hymn number 197.
Thank you.